May Allah's blessings and mercy be upon us. We thank Allah. We believe in Him. We rely upon Him alone. We ask for His help. We seek refuge in Him from the evils of our actions. Dear brothers and sisters, in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala often mentions human qualities that He loves and dislikes. People who are mindful of Him, who do good, who are steadfast, who uphold justice, or on the contrary, those who are unjust, who are wasteful, who are mischief makers. It is really a great grace for his servants that Allah informed these in the Quran. Each of these qualities is like a road map on the way to achieve the pleasure of Allah and to remain on the straight path. On the other hand, the reward that will be achieved by fulfilling the advices and warnings mentioned is not limited to the hereafter. The qualities that Allah considers good and that he wants to see in his servants have a function that makes this world beautiful as well as the benefit that they will provide in the hereafter. In this point, another one of the human typologies that Allah loves is the one who is clean and takes care of cleanliness. Islam expects human beings who are composed of body and soul to regard both these sides as trusts, to protect them and to take care of them. In the general sense, the balance between the world and the hereafter, which is one of the basic emphases of Islam, requires to treat worldly things as the trusts of Allah. For this reason, our social environment, as well as our own body and private spaces, expects to be protected in its pure state and to be improved against time's destructive impact. One of the main ways of this is cleanliness. The attention that we give to spiritual purification should not cause us to neglect material cleanliness and see it as unimportant. Our religion that recommends being balanced in every situation considers both of them part of a whole. We can see material cleanliness both as the source of a healthy life and a precondition for spiritual cleanliness. Hygiene is really a crucial aspect of Islam. Much references have been made to the issue of hygiene in both the Quran and the Prophet Muhammad's sayings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly has stated that he loves those who are clean. Our Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam 
in a famous hadith of his, which we all know, has said that cleanliness is half of Iman. In line of this perspective, the authors of hadith such as Tirmizi, Muslim, and Abu Dawood have included the subject of cleanliness in the first chapters while collecting their works. The same thing is valid for the literature of Islamic law. Therefore, we can never think the issue of hygiene independent of religious and spiritual dimensions. Honorable Muslims, the command to be and stay clean is one of the earliest revelations. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Muddathir, Purify your clothes. This verse points out the importance of both the material as well as the spiritual cleanliness. We understand that Allah wanted the Prophet to be pure and ready materially and spiritually before he encountered the divine truth. In this verse, there is also an advice indirectly for all the believers to be clean. Our Lord wanted each and every one of his servants to be physically and materially ready for their unique relationship with the Creator. For instance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has based a central religious obligation such as prayer on cleanliness. We all know that both person and place should be clean in order to fulfill prayer correctly. Similar to many other issues, the best role model for us in the matter of hygiene is firstly our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Many things can be said about the importance our Prophet gave to this issue. We know that he warned those who are not careful with cleanliness, those who dress carelessly, or those who pollute their environment. The Prophet recommended the cleanliness through ablution to the person taking their shahada. The Prophet Muhammad lived within a society that was negligent on hygiene. He tried to purify the ignorant people from superstitious beliefs. He also tried to give insight regarding material cleanliness, harmony, and grace to the first Muslims in addition to moral, knowledge, and wisdom. All of these were actually the first steps on the way of Islamic civilization. One of the basic dynamics of the civilized society the Prophet wished to establish was true cleanliness. Because being civilized requires to show respect to each creature, living or non-living. Respect requires to protect their purity, take care of them, 
purify and clean them from destructive and harmful elements. Beyond doubt, this ultimately is an expression of respect and gratitude towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dear believers, a healthy society and a long-lasting natural environment can emerge only through cleanliness. The person should not forget that he or she is a social being and has responsibilities to other people and nature, in short, towards every creature and oneself. The fact that daily prayer in which cleanliness is an essential condition for individual and collective worship powerfully reminds us of the side of hygiene that is beyond individual dimension. Cleanliness is closely connected with how we perceive personal and public rights. In this context, our masajid, where all believers gather, as well as all common living spaces, are areas that should be kept at least as clean as our private properties. Our beautiful religion attaches particular importance to combining cleanliness with elegance. The believers should be able to see beauty of being clean on each other and in the places they are in. Our Lord points to this sense of beauty in the Quran. Ya bani adama khudu zinatakum inda kulli masjid. Dress well whenever you are at worship. Accordingly, our Prophet advised to come to the masjid with good smell, good and clean dresses. He promised a huge reward for cleaning and maintaining a house of Allah. All of these offer us a perspective about the balance between material and spiritual cleanliness that we all need to establish. Hygiene is closely connected with moderation and balance. All of these are elements that complement each other. Cleanliness avoids the state of degeneration and disorder. In the case that hygiene is absent, negative situations such as degeneration and even extinction on earth are inevitable. Being clean, and or being clean or pure is essentially natural, universal, and humanitarian. The Prophet regarded personal cleanliness as one's pure nature. What is essential is to be clean, while impurity points to disorder. Every human being who has a mind and conscience accept this truth. The complete, the complete cleansing of a deceased believer with clean water before being shrouded is a striking example for the value given to both human being and cleanliness in Islam. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leads us into things that are good and clean. He underlines keeping the Kaaba clean, pure food and drink, clean earth, ablution, and sending down clean water from the sky. The believers should seek that which is good and clean under all circumstances. Thanks to the order and, and advice of Allah and the guidance of the Prophet والسلام, the consciousness of cleanliness became a strong character in Muslims throughout history. Dear brothers and sisters, believers distinguished themselves by clean appearances and clean Islamic cities. For instance, Ibn Sa'id, a 13th century historian, notes that Spanish Muslims were the cleanest people on the earth in respect of their person, dress, beds, and in the interior of their houses. Similarly, the bathhouses were one of the key urban facilities in Islamic cities. The bathhouse culture that has started from the beginning of 8th century and has developed in the following centuries is the one of the indispensable elements of Islamic cities. It is not wrong to state that at the center of Islamic civilization is water and cleanliness. We see that the universe is in a constant state of balance, renewal, and purification. Sustaining this current order and harmony of the world to, be, to, to the best of our ability are from our most basic responsibilities. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us, he has raised up the sky. He has set the balance so that you may not exceed in the balance. In order to fulfill this heavy duty, first of all, we need a clean and livable environment for all creatures. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this truth from the tongue of the Prophet Salih. He has created you from the earth and settled you on it. Some Muslim scholars with reference to these and other similar verses state that public works, public works such as forestation and water infrastructure is compulsory for society. Dear believers, our role model, Prophet Muhammad وسلم, attached so much importance to cleanliness and order that he considered removing things from the path equal to giving charity. We should take lessons from this. For example, today every person or institution that looks for solution to today's problems from land and sea pollution 
to air and noise pollution will be blessed by God Almighty. Order over chaos and disorder, cleanliness over impurity are from the main ways to make the world the more livable. We firstly should, we firstly should, should make ourselves presentable and after we should set a good example to those around us and our environment. It is our responsibility towards future generations to act according to environmental ethics. Most importantly, we believe that this is a religious obligation. Let us give hope, peace and reliance to others with our appearance, attitude and behavior. Let our cleanliness be the evidence of our faith. Amen.